Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Project Power, a new release film on uh, Netflix starring Jamie Foxx, which we'll get to, uh, you know, in about two hours' time. Uh, so we're going to go mm-hmm. ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, so it's exciting to get to renew to review something new. You know, that's nice. But uh, before we go uh, any further, we got to make sure that we remember our uh, pickle of the week. Hey. Wow, Bron, we had it until you let that long pause go. Way to go! I'll, I'll, cut, it, I'll cut it out. I'll fix it in post. No, 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 okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fix it in post. Um, my pickle of the week is decorum number four from uh, Jonathan Fortnite. Fortnite Hickman. Fortnite. Fortnite. Can we? Can, hey, can you go onto Wikipedia really quick and change his middle name to Fortnite? I can. I can still change stuff, right? Yeah, why not? You still let you change stuff on Wikipedia? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, that's what it's for. Bet it's the community encyclopedia <laughs> or whatever. I mean, how hard can it be? I'm gonna do it right is, now. Is he in Wikipedia? Yes, I'm looking at it. I think you have to be like an editor or something to change it. Like, I don't think just anyone can do it, right? No, anybody we can. About do the- it. You have to log in to, to do your... Uh, I'm not about this, it. This is exciting, right? Um, <laughs> uh, I need to like log in. No, you have to, you have to log in, otherwise it will um, log your IP address. Damn. Which is, you know, less than ideal. But anyway. Yeah, I'm good, though. Whatever. Ronnie Boy, what you got? The core. Uh I am picking Cable Number 3. It's a super solid book. Excellent. I love Young Cable. I love his big sword. It's all it's all dope, and I love the cuckoos. Young Cable, his what? Cuckoos, his big sword. Oh, okay. You know, there's a nice variant for that issue coming out. Oh, by, by Tom Muller. <gasps> Your boy. One of my nonsense variants. I'm excited. That's for the pick, Cable. Um, my <laughs> pick is X Men Milestones trade paperback. Uh, Necrosha, which is a like a mid to late 2000s x-men crossover it was like it was like x-men x-force x-men legacy new mutants um That's a it was a fun, cable heavy story yeah? yeah it has cable it's celine is the villain but it was a good uh i like these milestone 40 dollar big thick trades so i'll, I'll pick that one up three c's three c's okay Not um, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Um, yeah, so we appreciate the reviews on every platform, but uh, iTunes is definitely the one that, that the one that makes it count. So. Uh, Really would help us out, but let's get to our events. Um, I I got stuff. I got stuff. <gasps> uh, you got? Oh, you know, I got I got all sorts of events. We back. We're back. It's not just KeyForge. We got events. So, no, well, this Friday we got KeyForge, but you know, uh, we're doing maybe reversal. It's a really fun format. Uh, maybe reversal is uh, if you're not familiar, reversal. You bring your worst deck, and your opponent has to use it. Um. Standard event, you know, you bring your best deck and you got to win with it. Maybe reversal is you bring a deck and at the beginning of the round, I roll a d20. If it's 1 to 10, you keep it. If it's 11 to 20, you pass it. 
So you bring a deck that isn't very good, but has the potential to be good if you really know what you're doing. So it really takes some things. That makes sense. Picking it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a fun format, especially with Keyforge. It really works very well. Um, and then the day after that, Saturday the 22nd, uh, we have, I'm not going to advertise this too hard, uh, but we have Spirit of 77 because uh, uh, it's sold out now. Uh, we have, uh, we're bringing our RPGs back. We're going to try to do two a month. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But this week we're doing Spirit of 77. Uh, and the following week on the 29th, we have Call of Cthulhu. Uh, that one has one spot left. So if you're interested, uh, do that soon. If you want to sign up, you need to be in our Discord. And you need to um, make a purchase from the gaming department. Um, if you want to sign up before you make a purchase, just let me know. We'll, we'll put you on the list. Um, and we run it all over voice chat, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and then next month, on the 19th of September, we have our first ever paint night uh, that we're going to be running. Um, ideally, we, w- we would have run it in store, but now we're going to be running it virtually on our Discord uh, with a video chat, voice chat, music, the whole thing. Um, and you spend twenty dollars, you buy the, you get a you get a kit with a miniature has a manticore, uh, you get twelve paints, uh, Vallejo paints which are very nice, uh, you get two brushes, a water pot, and the little plastic blister pack doubles as a mixing palette. Uh, and we're all sort of gonna we're gonna use these paints and paint together and see what kind of mess we can create. Uh, and if that goes well, uh, we're gonna do one in October. So. Uh, I as of as of this recording, I have two kits left. Out of the I'll be there. Yes, Dylan will be there. I'll be there. Um, Matt is Nat doing it. Na- oh, you know what? I need to ask Natalie if she wants to do it. You got one kit left. Yeah, right. Um, I know of employees. I know you, me, and Matt are doing it uh, from Clear Lake. Uh, and so- I've never done this before, so you don't need to be like a painting veteran to. Oh no, I'm terrible. Dissipate. I'm terrible at painting, but it's it's really fun and relaxing. So. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got. Word. I Dylan? got nothing. Okay. Uh, we have a Facebook Live comic sale tonight at 7 p.m. on facebook.com slash bedrocksidycomics slash live. Or you can just go to our regular main Facebook page, No Store. We have a bunch of bricks this time. Um, we had like, like two long boxes. We have a cool CGC first Punisher. So that's pretty cool. Um, we're doing like a Richard's going to come on and do a wave of political comics, which is, he has like a bunch of old ones too. There's like Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Trump, but then there's like the really old, you know, like Nixon and stuff like that, like cool like propaganda pamphlets and and like it's kind of it's not really a for sale thing. They are for sale, but it's kind of like a little a brief little history lesson. So that's gonna be fun. That's dope. That's that's cool. Yeah. And then uh, it Richard goes from seven so to nine. Much about that type of stuff, it's really fun to hear him talk. He about does. That. People people really like it when he comes on and you know talks about something real quick. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, those those live sales are always really cool to watch. So make sure, even if you're not interested in buying, you know, you can uh, tune in and chat with all the comic fans and. Uh, yeah, it's a, just a little stuff. hangout. Exactly. I mean, there's like up to five hundred viewers, and then there, so there ends up sometimes being like. A hundred buyers, you know. So like, there's plenty of people there just watching. So exactly, you don't you don't gotta buy and anything. I, uh, I I can tell you, I know that uh, we're, our we our reach is wide. Uh, we had a uh, we had a uh, a customer in the store who heard about us through the live sale. 
and came cool. from San Antonio super dope. to come pick up the stuff and then visited super the Sugarland dope. location. And uh, Dylan and Ron, I just sent a, uh, a picture to our group chat. Oh, no, I, I saw it, baby boy. I have changed it on Wikipedia. I'm sure it's already fixed, but his name on there is now Jonathan Fortnite Hickman. Um, I'm <laughs> sure by the at the very least by the time this uh, you know goes live, yeah. it'll be gone. But uh, it's up there. I see it. It's still it's still on the wiki. If you go to the wiki, it's there. Um, so I mean, as, as this comes out, it will not be probably. Yeah, for right? sure. Uh, so it's pretty good. But uh, anyway, um, Ron, you got events? Oh, I said I didn't have any. Oh, uh, I'm before sorry, Dylan no. stopped talking, so started talking rather. Oh, I see. I talked over him. Wow. It's, okay. It's um, okay. So what I done did. Um, I'll start. I got one of those. Oh, you oh, do it. Lay it on me. You got one. Mm-hmm. What you done, did? It's been a busy week. Uh, your boy been watching TV and movies. TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start off with the movie stuff. Okay. I finished um, uh, the Outsider on HBO. Oh, nice. Solid, solid stuff. It's really good. People should watch it. It's really good. I need to watch it. I love the. Book. As Dylan said, it is a little slow in the beginning, but like. If you're about the mystery stuff, like it's all, it's all good. Mm-hmm. I awesome. think so. Um, I watched Little Woods by uh, oh, yeah. Nia. Nia DaCosta. No, yeah, Nia De Thank you. Uh, that movie was uh, very depressing. Okay, but, cool. but good. <laughs> it's it's good as a movie. Period. Uh, right. And then uh, what else I do? I feel like I did something else. I watched the first episode of Lovecraft County. It was also good. I have not watched that yet. Watched that. What, finished it this morning. It's pretty good. Awesome. But my real thing, the real we thing. Be, we are going to be doing a show on that later. Yes, it's good. Regardless, just watch it. Um, I went and played uh, golf at Top Golf. What? I know. Ooh. It was wild. It was wild. How so, was it? Uh, how golf was is hard. <laughs> golf is right. really hard. I mean, yeah, that's just driving, too. That's not even like. Yeah, it's only driving. That, that's just that's yeah. just like shooting free throws. You know, that's like the uh, uh, right, basically the golf yeah. equivalent. Eh, I would say it's probably shooting. Well, shooting threes, threes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it was cool, man. Uh, I my high score was 40? 45? Whatever. I, I don't got know how I got scoring works at Top Golf. Uh, that game, you're just trying to get it into certain. Holes on the okay. on the on the thing, so that was cool. But I started watching golf videos. Oh, oh no! Don't know why? That's it. Maybe I'll start golfing. Who knows? Ron, In Ronnie goes golfing. Hey man, if y'all want to go golfing? Uh, I'm down. I'm gonna go All right, golfing. Ron's gonna Ron's gonna go golfing. You heard it. You heard it here first. When are you gonna join the pro tour, Ron? Uh, you know, and uh, uh, give me two years. What about Mario Golf? Is that, is that I'm down. Golf? I'm down with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll play okay, some cool. more. So there you go. That was me. That was That's me. exciting. Um, what I done did is I watched Project Power, amazingly enough. Uh-huh. I, uh, I Also, last week I worked nine days in a row. So Oof. I, 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 yeah, I, I didn't do a lot. I, I watched Project Power. Uh, we started our, I started uh, our text-based uh, Vampire the Masquerade Dark Ages Jerusalem game. So that's been going really well. And, uh, I would something insanely crazy has happened in the game and it's a very good story, but my players listen and it involves secret information. So I'm not going to talk about it. Of course. So stay tuned for whenever this is over and I can tell you how it's gone completely off the rails. 
in the first three hours of the game. Um, and this game is going to take like a month and a half, two months to play. Um, so, but anyway, um, we did that. And then I painted my first ever action figure. I've done a couple of minis and I, I already showed the boys. I, I did this, uh, custom drist from uh, Dungeons and Dragons out of a, out of a Legolas figure from, I don't know, one of the Lord of the Rings movies. I don't know which one, but it was pretty fun. And it was a lot easier than painting something very small. So, um, I like it. I like it. But that's a, that's about it. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything else. I didn't do much either. I played the second weekend of the Avengers beta. Did it Square, improve? Square Enix Crystal Dynamics Avengers. Um, yes, it did. So I could I could do multiplayer now. Okay. What, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say there was a there were two teenagers in my store talking about that beta, and one of them said Square Enix, and then the friend said Crystal Dynamics. It's like. Uh. <laughs> I don't remember like, going into the store with Ron. Yeah, right. I'm justified. <laughs> um, it was really, anyway. I was, like, I, had, I was having flashbacks. Ron feels seen. <laughs> um, Basically. It was much improved. The matchmaking, like playing online, still isn't perfect. Sure. And there's like some frame rate problems, but like we could we could always join together and play co-op. So it was like local co-op. So okay. that's all I want to do anyway. Um, I'm getting a little bored of the beta because it's very limited, you know, and it's the same beta every week. Uh, Jonathan oh, Pikmin has been changed back. Sorry, guys. Oh, no. Ooh. Ooh, that was quick. Lasted about 20 quick minutes, minute. 15. That's too bad. But yeah, I don't know if I'll keep, I don't know if I'll keep playing the beta. I might just wait for the real game now. But I also watched season two of Glow Up on Netflix, which is a British makeup artist competition reality show. It's really good. Um, okay. I love British. I love British reality TV because they're so much more expressive than we are. Um, and <laughs> I also, I also picked up a craft, which I sh- just showed y'all. I started. I'm on embroidery TikTok. Is <laughs> <laughs> so you just, do, you did this. This is a TikTok hobby. Yeah, well, there's just a lot of like people showing off their embroidery skills on TikTok, and well, I got jealous, get, and I was like, creative now. Yeah, I was like, I can do that. So I went and bought all the stuff. About twenty, about twenty three dollars wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, not bad at all. And I started a tomie from Jinji Ito. I, I don't know if you guys could tell, but there was a lot of black in it, like to fill in, and it's just gonna take oh, forever. Like, I could bit off. I could kill. I bit off way more than I could chew. It's gonna take me forever. Like I should have started with like something an eggplant or something. Or you know, some, some but, words. It's big too. It's twelve inches. Um, Oof. So, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take a while, but I'll show y'all when it's done. Maybe if it doesn't suck, right? Well, it looks good so far. I mean, far. it looks it looks good so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't tell. Like it, it's printed on this paper that uh, dissolves in water. So you print it on this paper, then you stick it on the fabric, and you stitch on top of it. And then when you're done oh. stitching, you dissolve it in the water. So, so you're I feel like over. Your trade it's basically stitch tracing, but like over here you couldn't tell what was printed and what I had stitched, I feel like, you sure, know. Sure, sure. So but I'm not gonna share progress pics, but Oh no. <laughs> you should take in three progress years pics so you can post them when you're done and it looks like you did it all in a in a in a weekend, you know? I thought I was like, I'm gonna do this this weekend. I thought I here I was. <laughs> you were a it. damn fool. It's a lot of work. It's hard. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Dope, it, it seems anyway. like it's a lot of work. So anyway, let me know if you're playing Avengers because I don't know anyone playing it. And let him on... know if you're on embroidery TikTok. Yeah. One <laughs> of the two. If you're bro- embroidering Avengers, it's even better. But Dylan Ron promised the... he would play with me and he's not. I never. Michael he said promised. Doc- I said that I'd play Doctor with Strange, Michael. That's not. <laughs> That's not true. You have no reason to do that. I have no reason to do what? To play on Xbox. Oh, you don't have PSN, right? No, I I have a PlayStation, but yeah, I don't think I have Gold or whatever they call it, PSN Plus. Plus. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, I guess. But yeah. they announced a bunch of new. There's someone data mined it and found a bunch of DLC of characters. So I'm pretty excited about that. Got Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange and stuff like that. So. Oh, oh that's spoilers, dog. Oh, sorry. Spoilers Whoa. for Marvel's Avengers, but get Crystal Dynamics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into the news. Um, Disney Plus could see more movies to join Mulan behind that $29.99 Premier Access paywall. Uh, according to an exchange shared by Murphy's Multiverse, a Disney Plus customer, uh, customer service agent has confirmed that more movies will be added to the same PVOD service um, after Mulan arrives on September 4th. Uh, the interaction shared by the site reads, quote, as we're checking in on our data that the $29.99 uh, is on top of our yearly subscription and your premier access for now uh, we have the Mul- uh, for now we have the Mulan well, I don't know this is worded so poorly for now we have the Mulan but when the time goes by the premier access will be more updated with more movies to watch so I mean this, yep. doesn't, mm-hmm. this doesn't surprise me at all like I mean of course if the if if the Mulan as they call it sells <laughs> well why wouldn't they keep doing this exactly could they get away with forty dollars for Black Widow? I don't think they could do forty's a lot, dog. Would you do it? We, we need to calm down. Yes, but they need to calm down. <laughs> so, yes, but I would be mad about but it. But no, yeah, I would be mad. I don't want Black do, to be on Disney Plus. I do right. thirty-five at the highest. That's, that's where he draws the line, or he um, has my. You can take my Disney Plus login. So will Disney be right. <laughs> able? Will Disney be able to break even or even make a profit with the movie's uh, planned Disney Plus release? The Hollywood Reporter has shared an in-depth in-depth examination of Disney's decision to release Mulan on Disney Plus this September for thirty. Um, a movie which will will uh, see the movie skip theaters altogether in an unprecedented tactic. It's an unprecedented ta- tactic, uh, but one Screen Engine slash ASI CEO Kevin Goats. Uh, gets sums it up by saying COVID-19 isn't responsible for PVOD's success. It merely accelerated the inevitable. I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, he kind of wide on that one. I mean, it is responsible. It's something that would have happened eventually, of course. I mean, he's not wrong, I guess, factually, but come on. Um, Disney Plus has thus far attracted over 60 million subscribers. And uh, the trade explains that Disney would need to sell 29 million units equal to $1 billion in $1 billion in global box office grosses. That estimate, however, excludes theatrical revenue from the markets where it can play in cinemas. Uh, the benefit of drawing new Disney Plus subscribers and potential to monetize by windowing Mulan on third-party PVOD platforms. So that's assuming that just under half subscribers are going to get Mulan. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a bold... That's a lot. That's a lot. But that's also for $1 billion. That's Yeah, that's for a billion, though, yeah. Right. Like they can easily like 
I don't know what a I mean, third of a third of the sixty, maybe fine, right? How does? I don't know. Okay, so twenty nine million times thirty. Um, I don't know. That's eight hundred seventy. I'm confused about the math, but I'm sure they. I'm sure they did it somehow. You know. I'm. I'm sure they figured it out. But twenty nine. 29 million times $30 is 870 million, but whatever. But you have to remember that they're keeping all the profit instead of splitting it with theaters, you know, so they don't have to make a billion. Well, they're giving some of it to theaters, right? Uh, Universal is giving some for future releases. Disney's not, Disney doesn't have that deal. They're keeping all their money. Well, when you're Disney, I guess you can do that. Yeah. Um, The Empire. DEG's watched at home top 20 uh, list is out following its digital launch <laughs> last week's uh, uh, David Ayer's the tax collector is the new number one on the DEG watched at home top 20 list, which also saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom pick up some steam. I've been seeing all the tax collector memes, but I haven't really. I yeah, haven't really it's got an 18%. Uh, Oof. That's a big yikes. Um, yep. So here we go. Top 20. The tax collector. Trolls World Tour. Now, okay, here we go. Third place, Yellowstone Season 1. <laughs> then, You Should Have Left. Then, <laughs> fifth place, Yellowstone Season 3. Then, Yellowstone Season 2. Uh, but, okay, first of all, Yellowstone has got to be amazing, right? When, this point? Do we need to watch it? I'm confused. Uh, I mean, this mm-hmm. has been like a juggernaut, I would it's say. It's not a flash in the pan. Yeah, no, this is like a at-home juggernaut. Um, <laughs> this is the boomer version of Trolls World Tour. Um, <laughs> I assume. Um it's been uh, at number seven, The Outpost, uh, Scoob, The Rental, Sonic the Hedgehog, Jumanji, The Next Level, The Invisible Man, Deep Blue Sea 3, uh, what? <laughs> Harry Potter, 8 Film Collection, The High Note, Fantasy Island, still hanging in there somehow, uh, Force of Nature, Jurassic World, For- Fallen Kingdom, uh, Most Wanted, and Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Just made it. Yeah, hanging in there. Um, and um, did we learn anything? No crazy surprises about here. What about what is Deep Blue C three new? Yeah, it just came, it's like a you oh, know a exclusively like the home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think it has anyone famous. So, but actually, though, I think we have to watch Yellowstone now. It's like I think we have to watch Deep Blue C three. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Both, um, if it's on there for two more weeks, we'll do it. It will be anything that comes out now is on there for. The rest of the year. That's true. Don't say but that. This Harry Potter eight film collection has been doing great. Yeah, because HBO put it on HBO Max and then lied and took it off. Oh, <laughs> so I'm sure people are like, I guess I'll just buy it. That makes sense. Um, Disney to start limiting the number of 4K titles they release on physical media in the future. The Digital Bits is reporting that Disney has halted production on the release of physical copies of 4K Ultra HD films from the studio's catalog. New releases, as well as a limited number of animated classics, uh, will continue to be released, as will Star Wars at Marvel Studios. The project, um, sorry. Um, however, other catalog titles, uh, and there are literally hundreds of those, will not receive 4K releases. Uh, and the only way of getting them uh, being on digital platforms and obviously Disney Plus. So that's interesting. So what does that mean, Dylan? Can you break that down a little bit? Um, Ma'am, with your glasses. <laughs> Dylan with these filters. Basically, they are... 
they just started producing 4K movies a couple years ago. I think Guardians 2, I guess it was a few years ago, but Guardians 2 was their first 4K disc. So they were already reluctant to get into it. But now um, they're basically saying that if you're not like a big tentpole movie, you know, like Star Wars or Marvel or a huge blockbuster, then they're not going to bother doing 4K discs anymore. They'll still be in 4K, but just digitally. That makes sense. I mean, I mean it's kind of sad because it. I think it maybe does signal the the end of the end of di- of discs. You know, I but, agree. But we've sort of been but, off that disc train for a while. Yeah, I've been digital for a while. Michael Michael got me on the digital train. That's right. But well, yeah, I guess it was Michael. I mean, we had a customer were, pass away yeah. and give us. And I inherited a bunch of uh, digital movies. Codes. Yeah, we yeah. both did. Yeah. I mean, I that was, was fun. Remember, involved. we went to we went to like House of Pies and used, there were like trading cards. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this. Um, I do remember. I do remember this. Uh, no, I was. I've been well on that digital train for a while, but that really um, spurred it on a little bit further. I can always tell when I'm scrolling through my Voodoo library. I see like a big clump of movies that's like, "What is this?" Oh, right. Yeah, so, I have a lot of weird movies. People are like, "Why do you own that?" And like, long story. Right. But um, I I understand why people are upset about this, but like, you just got to bite the bullet, you know. Like it's, it's the same experience watching it digitally as as I a mean, disc. Basically, it's it's pretty much the same. It's just easier, you know. And I, I don't think to, you would regret it. I came to that realization um, when I realized that with because I always redeemed my digital codes anyway, just because you know I already opened it, might as well redeem it. And then I realized that I was watching digital copies of movies that I still physically owned. I'm like, well, okay, then I really don't care about having this disc, do I? Mm -hmm, I'm buying mm -hmm. the digital copy physically, which is silly. Um, So, uh, yeah, there we are. Uh, Get on that digital train with us. Um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead enlists Star Trek Discovery's Tig Notaro to replace Chris Delia. Yep. Hmm. Okay. It's a lot of names. Yeah. You know Tig Notaro? I I know Tig. I don't know Chris Delia. He's a comedian. I think you'd know him if you saw him. He he got canceled a few months ago for Oh, okay. Like gross stuff with underage girls and Oh, cool. You know, like, it, like it, fully, you're saying the article basically. Fully canceled. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Well, no, you just said it then. Um despite having uh wrapped around last uh, late last year, uh, the Hollywood Reporter has learned that the Netflix upcoming zombie movie Army of the Dead has added a key new cast member in comedian uh, Tig Notaro uh, to replace the disgraced Chris Della, uh, Delia. Uh, Willow, my cat is just losing her mind, uh, who was accused of sexually harassing underage girls in June. Uh, Snyder will use a variety of filmmaking techniques to add her into the film, from reshooting entire scenes with Notaro to working opposite an acting partner to utilizing green screen and advanced CG technology to blend her in seamlessly. Well, we'll see about seamlessly. <laughs> yeah, it definitely probably won't be seamless. But um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's not... Any of you guys watch You? No, I've never Show watched it. I don't know who this is. He's in You Season 2. Uh, is, that's probably why. It's awkward, because he is a villain who is um, soliciting younger girls. Oh! Basically, All right. Basically, well, played... Playing him, playing himself. All right. Well then, he dies. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. 
So yeah, I don't know. Has, 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 this movie? I missed. I missed all this somehow. What'd you miss? This army of the dead news. Yeah, I missed that this was it's, a thing. Did we talk about this? I think we did a long time ago. It's mm. filmed and done. So. Oh. Hmm. It's no um, Zach. He doesn't care about it. He only cares about Zack Snyder's Justice League. So. You're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you though, if you're him? Ooh, them butterfly wings. This is uh, Dylan's out here playing with his filters again. Uh, Tenet tickets are now on sale ahead of its August 26th release. What? After a new COVID-19 delays, Christopher Nolan's Tenet is finally coming to theaters August 26th. Uh, it will release in the uh, across the UK and Ireland, as well as certain other regions across Europe. Uh, it will also receive a staggered release in the US starting August 31st. And it will only be screened in theaters requiring masks. Uh, IndieWire is now reporting that Warner Brothers is pulling other is putting other measures in place to protect moviegoers. The studio will only let theaters screen Tenet if they adhere to the NATO proposed health and safety guidelines. And among the terms in the, is the stipulation uh, that customers will have to wear face coverings while inside theaters. Auditoriums will have to be disinfected between screenings when social distancing is also set to be in, in place. Early screenings are expected to take place August 31st, and tickets reportedly go on sale this Friday. Now, first of all, auditoriums will have to be in- disinfected between screenings. Sure. Uh, okay. Do you trust AMC Dunvale? Why haven't they been doing that before? <laughs> right. Tell me no, why they're I've not going to do that. Tell me why I've sat in so many popcorn kernels. And, no, no. So know, that begs the question, too. You have to wear a mask, so is food just done? Food and drink? Is just no food? Well, I drink? assume it's like sort of, you know, you have the mask on, pop it off to have some popcorn, put it back on. Nobody gonna put it back on, Michael. I know. I think it's like I think it's like restaurants where you have the mask in the public areas, but then when you go to your little seat, you know, your your personal area, seat. you can take it off. Hmm. Well, no. what's the point of it at that at that rate? But yeah, at that point. Dylan, that, that filter is terrifying. <laughs> is your entire face. Um, but so, I mean, I guess we're going to be doing this. Um, I guess so. And the new mutants is indeed still coming to theaters on August 28th. That is next week. Yep. Um, even if most of these theaters are still closed, variety reports that despite everything that has happened with the COVID-19 pandemic right now, new mutants is still on track for its planned release date of August 28th. Um, it is widely expected that the movie would be delayed yet again, but Disney sent ex- uh, exhibitors a lengthy email on Monday outlining the big screen plans for the Marvel Comics adaptation. The studio, meanwhile, has confirmed that tickets can be sold as of August 18th. As one exhibitor tells them, it's the future. It's for sure opening August 28th. Um, and I hope so, because we've rented a theater and we're going to go. Yep, Wahoo. a few of us. A few of us rented a theater, um, like it only employees it, basically. It, it sounds big balling. It's not. It, it was like it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not like oh, we rented a theater. It's it's Star Cinema Grill, and it was like I think two. I forget what the total is, but uh, it was about it was it was about thirty bucks a person after tax and everything. You know, right. a little bit more, but we figured it was worth it because you get a popcorn. You you guys can do it. Anyone can do it. You just contact them about a private theater rental and then um it's a it's a 25 dollar ticket and you get popcorn and 
a drink. What's, but then what's... there's like a service fee and tax, right. and it ends up being about thirty bucks. Right. Because I I think the build price is like two twenty five if you want a like a a movie that you're not bringing. It's one ninety five if you if you bring a DVD, and then it's another right. two twenty five yeah. if you are watching a, some other movie like that they have. Um. Interesting. But, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, we'll it's look, not. It's not certainly happening. Even we'll see if it. it it's they, like they it's keep like, saying it. They're not sure, but I've already paid for it, so we'll see. Oh, so you, you they've already collected the money for it. Well, they took my credit card and everything, so if we don't show up, I get charged. You know. Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> there we go. Um, we'll see. Uh, Enola Holmes teaser uh, introduces Stranger Things Millie Bobby Brown as Sherlock's little sister. Oh, that's stupid. Netflix has debuted the first official teaser trailer for Enola Holmes, which also cryptic, uh, which also cryptically revealing the, uh, this is also clunkily worded, and it's going to continue to be, uh, which is also uh, cryptically revealed the premiere date to be quote alone Lashmi Reeb Tom's win life fresh rift hip. What that mean? Or September twenty third. It, it's it's yeah. an anagram. It's an anagram. They tweeted out an uh, anagram. Because they're cute. <laughs> um, based on Nancy Springer's popular series of Enola Holmes mystery yaw novels, the adapt- uh, this adaptation stars Man of Steel's Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes, um, Hunger Games' Sam Ka- Clafin, Clafin uh, as his older brother Mycroft, and Stranger Things alum Millie Bobby Brown as his younger sister Enola. And there is a 15-second teaser on Twitter. Not about it. Her saying, it seemed okay. I thought it's fine. Um, yeah. that's Henry Cavill, so that's cool, right? Um, Billy Bobby Brown. I, this is not something I'll watch unless we do a show on it. A bit, yeah. So we're doing a show on it. Oh no, no, but we are doing a show on these. Fear Street, R.L. Stein's book series, to be adapted into a trilogy of movies for Netflix. I used to love these books when I was a kid. Um. Deadline reports that Netflix has cl- has closed a deal with Disney to acquire a trilogy of Fear Street movies based on Goosebumps author R.L. Stein's best-selling series of novels. Director Lee Jan- uh, Janiak has already finished working on the three interconnected adaptations, and the plan is to release them uh, to debut a month apart on the streaming service in 2021 as part of the Summer of Fear. Uh, according to the trade, the action picks up in 1994 when a group of teens finds out about a terrifying series of events in their hometown of Shadyside, Ohio, might be connected. Worse, the teens might be up next as targets. The films cover three different time periods, uh, including the 1600s. Um, did you guys ever read these books when you were kids or teenagers or whatever? Nope. Oh, or Goosebumps nope, at all? Not at all. Goosebumps, yeah, but not, not a... I didn't even read Goosebumps. Oh, really? Uh, but you did. You like them? Oh, I mean, I loved them. I mean, they're for children. Oh yeah, they're um, different for children. And f- so, Goosebumps was for children. Fear Street was for teens. You know, so characters Word. would say like "damn" and stuff. <gasps> what? Yeah. yeah, it's a little scarier, a little more violent, and and they had great covers. They had really great covers. I love a lot of those. They were a lot of these were published by uh, Point Press. Um, and they had really, really great covers of all these old horror books that were for young adults. But so I'm very excited about this. I'm sure the movies will be terrible, but I'm you never know. 
Um, Supernatural star Jensen Ackles joins the boys season three as Soldier Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Soldier Boy John. According to to TV line, Jensen Ackles will reunite with original Supernatural showrunner Eric Kerpke for season three of The Boys. There, he will play Soldier Boy. Oh, man. uh, The world's first superhero celebrity after he fought in World War II. Cool. Boy I'm, not a, I'm not a supernatural fan though like i've never really actually i'm not gonna lie i've never watched any supernatural in my life wow so but it's kind of cool and i've also haven't watched the boys yet either so um this is kind of cool it's exciting for y'all yeah um i like sure. supernatural <laughs> sure um now i guess we're getting into some of the the, the big news that i'm sure you guys have all uh heard about uh, Warner Media lays off most of the DC Universe's staff, along with DC Comics editor-in-chief Bob Harris. The Hollywood Reporter reveals that Warner Media has made a series of huge layoffs at DC, almost all of which are high-level figures in the company. On the comics side, around a third of DC's editorial staff are gone, including editor-in-chief Bob Harris. Joining him are senior VP of publishing uh, strategy and supportive services, Hank Canals, uh, VP of Marketing and Creative Services, Jonah Weiland, VP Global Publishing Initiatives and Digital Strategy, uh, Bobby Chase, Senior Story Editor, Ryan Cunningham, and Executive Editor, Mark Doyle. The latter overview, uh, I'm sorry, the latter oversaw the rollout of DC's Black Label graphic novels, and it said that Jim Lee remains CCO. How DC Comics will now be reshaped in the wake of these layoffs is unclear. The trade also confirms that the majority of DC staff, uh, DC Universe's staff, are now no longer with the company, a move that they say has been expected since uh, ever since the launch of the streaming service HBO Max. One source tells them DC Universe was DOA as soon as the AT&T merger happened. We've we've known this. This isn't really right. You know, this is this was the writing has been on the wall for a long time, as they said right there. You know, this was this was always going to happen. That's kind of crazy, though. It is. It is. I feel bad for those people that bought the one-year subs, you know. I guess mm-hmm. they're just waiting for that to ride out. Um, oh, I meant the layoffs. Oh, we, well, no, no, no. Yeah, no, the layoffs, <laughs> the layoffs are crazy, too. I don't care about DC Universe. <laughs> well, um, that's true. Um, DC's Jim Lee speaks on the company's future in The Hollywood Reporter. Is DC publishing comics? Is DC still publishing comics? Absolutely. 100%. It is still the cornerstone of everything that we do. The need for storytelling, updating the mythology is vital to what we do. Do the layoffs or reorganization mean that planned comics are still happening? Now, you know, th- this answer is a long one, which doesn't give you confidence. <laughs> uh, there is no pencils down notice. Everyone has been notified to keep working on all the projects that we've already greenlit and started. To that extent, there is no change. Jim Lee also spoke about the success of breaking away from Diamond as its distributor, confirmed that they will not be work that they will not be working with Marvel to publish their comics. Uh confirm um, affirmed AT&T's confidence in comics as a medium and confirmed that DC Direct is ending. When speaking about where he sees D- DC in 2 years, Jim Lee said, "You'll definitely see more international content. You're going to see more digital content with digital that's more of a windowing issue, meaning we'll go out there with a digital content 
and this and the stuff that performs well in digital also performs well in print. We'll take the most successful books and repackage it as physical books. I think that there is definitely business to be had in physical periodicals. But that said, I think there's greater upside to digital because we can go to a more global audience. And the barrier to entry, especially in this pandemic, is lower. It's a lot easier to get digital content into the hands of consumers that want to read stories. We want to lean into that and think thoughtfully about what digital content should be, what it should look like, and the format. So that's crazy. There's a, that, that's a pretty big That's a, a lot of reading, story. Michael. Hmm? That's a lot of reading. It was. That, that's a crazy story, you know? This is, uh, I mean, I know what they're saying. Uh, I know what they say, but to me what I hear is DC is trying to get out of physical. The commerce game? Oh. Yeah, oh. mostly. Like, you know, this is, I'm sure you guys have all seen this online. This is, this happened last week. Um, right. Well, I don't know. It's hard to, like I said before, it's kind of hard to be mad at DC because the first article you read, what basically happened is AT&T came in and was like, oh, we're not doing stuff like this anymore. And they fired a bunch of people, you know? Right. And now they're, you know, trotting Jim Lee out and being like, reassure everyone, you know? Right. right. I think he's doing the best he can. He's like, comics aren't going away. It's going to be fine. But then at the end, he was like, oh, yeah, they're going to be mostly digital. But how much of that is the truth, though? You know, probably maybe he's like, well, hey, you, you need to go that? say these words. Because he's under AT&T and he has to do what they tell him. I mean, that's, I feel like it's not in their best interest to lie about that. You know, to say. Well, it's not a lie right now. <laughs> They just start talking about future plans. Yeah, this is a two-year plan, so I don't know. We'll see. I think, to me, it sounds like, and I know we just talked about how like digital was better, you know, with movies. Right. But with movies, it's like the same experience. I think you know, you're watching it on the screen. It's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. But with comics, I think maybe DC wants to kind of continue the way they've been doing, but their parent company has has been like. No, and they're looking how movies are trending, book, like, you know, novels are trending, everything else, you know? Right. Yeah. And they're, like, applying that to comics. But I think maybe, oh, God, I just saw my filter. <laughs> I think maybe they're um, not they're not taking into account that comic fans are, are different and that, it, like, collectability and, like, resellability. Right. And, you know, all of that factors in a lot more so than movies. And, yeah, and because and other stuff like physical that. movies are collectible, but not not like comics or I like comics, no. you mm-hmm. know, other certain other things, because I mean, sure, some movies get expensive, but that's not a thing. It's not like a first edition novel or something mm-hmm. like or comic, right? Or comic. Right, right, right. Um, but like other industries, you know, um, yeah, comics are really different. So I don't know. I, I think this is kind of a weird, uh, take. I, I mean, I get it. Like, cause we, like Dylan said, we were just talking about this. Digital is better for a lot of things, but you know, I don't know. Seems it's kinda... fine for comics. I just think if you yeah, it heavily, works well. if you heavily lean one way, I think maybe it won't work out well for them. Yeah. 
I could see physical sales dipping a lot if most things are digital first and then they're old and recycled by the time they make it to comic shops, you know? Well, we can, we can, we have data to support that, right? Because there's been some of those Marvel series like X-Men 92 uh, was digital only and then it went to print and it just did okay. Um, there's even yeah, stuff so recently that happened. The one he yeah, uses is, too. the example he uses is Injustice, which is like the well, crown jewel of that, you know? But like for every Injustice, there's 10 digital things. exclusive right. titles that didn't do well. You and know? and even physical repackaging, like the Walmart repackages, don't do that well. Mm-hmm. Like, even even if people didn't buy them at Walmart, the idea is, oh, I don't really want these because they're not they're not the real story, or this is already out, this is old, you know. Right. And like we said, physical physical sales or comics are still like ninety seven percent of comics sold are physical. You know, mm-hmm. and that that includes graphic novels and single issues so there's the three percent that's digital which is great but i don't know why you would want to lean into that i guess i get it because you get to keep all your money you know you don't have to split it with diamond your ucs or whatever and the comic shops you just get to i'm sure comicsology gets a cut yeah but i think the production is probably a lot cheaper you know deadlines are shorter you don't have to worry about it just seems a lot easier to do a digital comic than and you can fix things like fix problems Mm-hmm. You, you can know, take like out I, the Batwang last minute. Exactly. Like, I'm sure it's not in the digital copy anymore. Part of part of like I think something they've glossed over too is that they fired. I mean, you read about it, but they fired the black label editor, right. which is kind of sad. That's crazy because that was like the best thing that they've got going right now. That was what yeah. they had going for them. I mean, maybe not. It's sales sad wise. because they, yeah, not sales wise, but creatively people really like it i think i know they were really mad about the batman damned incident you know so i think this is just the backlash of that they're like we don't need adult you know creator oriented storytelling so but they did i think so there's i don't remember the exact names but there's three women in charge of dc now there's like a publishing person a sales person and like a i think an editorial person something like that you know like the three like in charge and i don't know they both seem really cool one of them does does the um the ink and zoom books you know mm-hmm. she spearheaded that one of them her name's nancy she's like she came to visit bedrock oh yeah a couple years ago yeah so she got a big promotion so i like the people like the silver lining i guess is even though all those people got fired i like the people that got promoted so and graphic novels are, I think, a big part of where the industry's going, you know, for kids yeah, and young readers. And I I think that's something that needs to be prioritized. And it seems like that's what they're trying to do. So I think that's a good thing within a bunch of bad stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a positive for sure. Um, but graphic novels far outsell single issues. They do. In, in yearly sales, so. It's true. So I the the short answer is we don't really know the future um mm-hmm. we we know as much as you do we don't have any secret information as uh as retailers right now we don't someone's gonna try it someone's gonna try this digital lean in someone had to you do know? it it's, there's got to be a pioneer and i think they're gonna see that it doesn't work and then things will go back to normal now what happens if it does work how about that what happens if this well, is like gangbusters does marvel follow suit i don't know and do comic shops 
are they able to, you know, adapt, figure out a deal the way AMC did where you get a cut of digital sales and we could direct people to like a digital storefront, say Comixology or something like that. And right. You know, some scenario where we could coexist. I don't know. Well, but, uh, that used to be a thing with Comixology. I don't know if it is anymore, but with Marvel books, um, when you would redeem the code, you could put in what store you bought it at and that store would get a kickback for redeeming the code. I don't think they have that anymore. Right. Yeah. That was in the early days. That's like a 2012 um, when they started out doing the digital stuff, the digital codes anyway. Um, There's a world where I think they could coexist. Totally. Totally. We'll see. Bedrock will always adapt for people worried about Bedrock. Oh yeah. No, but we're, we're good. We, I don't know. We're good about seeing what's trending and then adapting to it. Like, early on the Funko train, you know, oh, yeah. gaming, like everything that isn't comics that does well, like just merchandise, t-shirts, stuff like that. We go all in on it. So they, oh yeah. Bedrock's Bedrock's going to be fine. And we're always, we're always going to have comics. Whether Even if there's no physical new comics coming out, we're always going to have comics, you know? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. uh, last little bit of news here. Uh, actually, there's two more bits. Um, DC Universe on its last legs as DC's Jim Lee confirms original shows will move to HBO Max. Surprising no one. Um, so that's the deep- story. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've already touched on this. That's not a surprise. Harley Quinn and Doom Patrol are on it now, which everyone should watch Harley Quinn's good. But I think uh, Titans and Young Justice and uh, maybe Swamp Thing are going to move over. Stargirl's on CW. I hope Stargirl, because some CW shows are on HBO Max, I hope Stargirl can make it over to HBO Max because it's really good. But that's the final nail in the coffin. We don't have to speculate anymore. Um, DC Fandom has announced its full schedule. Um, it's fair to say that August 22nd will be a very busy and very exciting day, uh, according to this article. You can check it out by heading to this link. Uh, it's schedule.dcfandom.com. Uh, where it's possible to build your own schedule so you know exactly what to tune into next weekend. Sort of like a con. You know, you register for your panels ahead of time. Um, and on the film side, Wonder Woman 1984 kicks things off. Uh, and it sounds like we're finally getting a new trailer as the panel's description promises, quote, an all-new sneak peek at the upcoming film, plus a few more surprises. The Flash movie has a 10-minute panel with Ezra Miller, uh, filmmakers Andy Muschietti, uh, Barbara oh. Moschietti and uh, screenwriter Christina H- uh, Hodson. I'm trying trying to say Hudson, but mm-mm. Hodson. Uh, she wrote Birds of Prey. Oh, okay. Uh, the Suicide Squad panel will include both James Gunn and his impress and its impressive ensemble cast. Dwayne Johnson will be on hand to deliver a few surprises for Black Adam, while Aquaman and Shazam are both getting panels reflecting on the 2018-2019 releases. For Justice League, Zack Snyder fields questions from fans and a few surprise guests as he discusses his eagerly, eagerly awaited upcoming cut of the 2017 feature film and the movement that made it happen. The movement. Fields, fields questions from fans as if it's not pre-recorded and planned and exactly what they want to be asked is being asked. Of course. So, Zach, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say, how would you say you feel about getting a chance to revisit this work (laughs) the hard-hitting questions um the main event in some ways is the batman a 30-minute panel with quote a surprise or two for the fans so everything has a few surprises obviously 
elsewhere, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is getting a panel. Uh, while there will be an announcement from Warner Brothers uh, Games to talk about this new video game. Uh, so that's very exciting. And it, Dylan, I think, uh, this is not in this article, but somewhere you were talking about, it was probably in our group chat, about how these aren't going to be available on YouTube later. That's what they're saying. They're saying it is a 24-hour exclusive event, and there's a there's a schedule online, and you can kind of like select your panels and make your, you know, your schedule. Um, and with the big things, like all the ones you listed, there's two opportunities to watch them. Now, given that, I'm sure someone will screen grab and... Of course. I'm sure you can hunt it down somewhere, but it's not. it looks like it's not going to be officially available. I, I think do. if they do a trailer within a panel, that might be available, you know? Sure. But I, I expect... I, this, I appreciate that they're going this far with the convention simulation experience. I think that's really neat. I have mixed feelings about it. I agree. I I like that. I, I but mean, it is inconvenient. It should be available later online. But I like the it schedule. It should be three days, in. I think. It should be. I mean. It, like the whole weekend, like a convention, you know? Right. Exactly. I think. Like, what if you're not off on Saturday? Right. 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 Exactly. I guess we're going to be playing it all day on our TVs at Bedrock. I mean, like the on the encore Batman, I think, was at like three thirty a.m. or something like that. You know, like they get really late, so right. it's not the most convenient. But the exclusivity is there, and that's cool. But I mean, all of the Gen Con panels are on YouTube, all of them. So you know, you know, you want to go watch that Cyberpunk Red one with Artel Sorian. You know, you can <laughs> watch those. You know, they might do it later. Yeah, true. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thanks. No. Um, okay. So Goodbye. we watched Project Power, the new. Yeah, boy. Dylan, is that a filter or did you just change? Oh, your eyes are. Oh, that's. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work out well, did it? <laughs> no, no, it didn't. That's horrible. Oh, boy. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Project Power is a new film, uh, on Netflix, uh, that we, that came out this past Friday. It's less than a week old. It's fresh. Um, an ex-soldier, a teen, and a cop collide in New Orleans as they hunt for the source behind a dangerous new pill that grants users temporary superpowers. Um, directed yep. by Henry Juiced and Ariel Schulman uh, from Nerve, Paranormal Activity 4, and Catfish. Nerve sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Catfish as in the MTV show. Okay. Um, I, I never saw the show. I saw the movie. Yeah, the documentary. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Reverse for me. Uh, written by Chris Morgan, who wrote Hobbs and Shaw, Fast Fast Eight, Fast Seven, Forty Seven Ronin, Fast that's Six, not Fast right. Five, my Fast bad. Four. That's not Ignore right. That. No, that's left over. Oh, that's that's from last week. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Wow. Helen. Wow. Written what, by what somebody. Ever? Someone wrote. <laughs> that's it. why we. That's why we read it before we. Before we present. Nah. <laughs> Double check uh, your work. With the cast being uh, Jamie Foxx uh, as Art, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Robin, I mean, uh, Frank, uh, yeah. Dom- Dominique yeah. Fishback as, oh, as Robin. <laughs> That's <laughs> tripping. Um, uh, okay. Um, okay. And this came out on Friday. We already talked about that. Uh, budget, I don't know. Box office doesn't count. Uh, so the writer, Matt Tomlin has only written this. And he has wow. another movie coming out later. So it's his first. first um, it's game. got a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 57 audience. That's uncommon. 
That is the audience is lower than the. Hmm. Yeah, okay. that's kind of weird. Doesn't happen often, right? So, I didn't even know that this movie was coming out. Maybe I'm sure we saw a trailer for it not that long ago, but I completely forgot uh, anything about this movie until Ron posted it in the chat and was like, "Hey, are we, are we reviewing this?" <laughs> I was like, "All right, I guess we are." Yeah, it wasn't on my radar really either. It's superpowers. I knew it was a thing, but then it just kind of like it's here. Appeared. Forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, so let's go in real quick. So, what were your expectations for this, guys? Um, My expectations were low. I I watched the trailer, and it looks like uh, bootleg Chronicle and Limitless. Wow, that's what that's what I expected. And I'm not a huge Jamie Foxx fan. <gasps> you seen that movie? Have you guys seen that movie Push with Chris yes. Evans? Yes. No. It kind of. I don't know why the the trailer reminded me of that, but um, my my uh, I actually like that movie a lot. I think my (laughs) uh, expectations were low (laughs) because I feel like maybe one in twenty Netflix movies are good for me. You know. Sure. And I watch a lot of them. Like, yeah, but I don't know. So it's just it was more of a Netflix thing and not the movie itself. Because I think either movies like circle the drain to Netflix and they just kind of pick it up, or I mean, they just yeah. kind of like rush stuff out, you know. But yeah, it exceeded my expectations. Um, yeah, I'm same here. Uh, well, Ron, what, what what about you? I was excited about it. Yeah, you were. I mean, you're the reason we're reviewing it. So. I mean, uh, I like Jamie Fox. I like pills. I like superpowers. <laughs> you like pills. I like pills. <laughs> Explained, Ron. Y'all know how much I love Limitless. There we go. Yeah, Ron loves a good pill gimmick in the movie. Ron loves it. He does. How about it? Matrix. Oh, yeah. Matrix. That's right. Um. So there you go. Ron likes pills, Jamie Foxx, and superpowers. So, Euphoria. Uh, Euphoria, yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> uh, he, he found his gimmick. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, genre? Pill movies? Pill, pill movies, exactly. <laughs> pill, pill bug. Right. Like, uh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, this this movie's not going to win any awards. Um, no. Not but, at all. Yeah, so, I watched it with Lori. Accidentally. I, was, I got up, I watched it Sunday morning. <laughs> yesterday morning. Uh, and the plan was for me to wake up early and watch it before she woke up. Because she okay. doesn't uh-huh. like to watch movies. But she was up. I was like, well, I got to watch it. So here we are. And she's like, oh, I'll watch it too. And, you know, she she didn't hate it. Uh, it's a crowd it, pleaser. It is. Like, yeah. I really liked uh, Dominique Fishback. I thought she was great. No, she was great. Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. was forgettable. Yeah, he was he not necessary anybody. to be in the movie. Right. I, I feel like it was, was a wasted paycheck. Yeah, why would, I don't know. They could have done more with art instead of focusing on Frank. Did he only have that one Saints jersey? Come on. <laughs> yeah, he only had the one. Yeah. I Yeah, but I agree. I really liked um Dominique. I don't know her. I don't know what else she's been in. I'm her from. But she was really cool. I, a lot of the review, I, I looked at all the negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, uh-huh. and a lot of them were about her, but I was like, I thought she was good. So. Really? Wow. She was uh, the highlight of the movie to me. I, I was I like, mean, she's awful. Her the acting is terrible. Really? 
I mean, I like wholeheartedly disagree. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say also, that it's like I think racism plays a part. Well, um, yeah, it's still alive and well. So, I, I mean, what are you talking about? I thought that was over, Dylan. Yeah, it got canceled. You're right. Yeah, we we hashtag canceled racism. Um, but but I hope to see her in more stuff. Yeah, no, I thought she was. I thought she was very good in this movie. Um, so, are we, so are we spoiling this? I guess it's, there's not much to spoil. The plot yeah, of the really movie not. is Jamie Fox is trying to. There's this weird like triangle thing here where Jamie Foxx is trying to get back his daughter who is, we don't know why, but she's being held by the people who are creating this drug. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is trying to get Jamie Foxx because he thinks Jamie Foxx is the supplier of the drug. And uh, Dominique Fishback, who plays Robin, is trying to sell the drugs. Get her mom some soup. (laughs) Is that that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm about it. Um, Th- she gets caught in between the two. Yeah, she gets say. caught in between the two. Yeah, yeah. She gets roped into Jamie Foxx's plan, and she has a pre-existing relationship where she sells drugs to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Or by mm-hmm. drugs, I mean the superpower drug. Mm-hmm. Um, the peel. The the peel. <laughs> um, and I I like the dynamic no. between uh, Jamie Foxx and her. Like I said, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does not need to be here. Not at all. And I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We had the one scene with her mama. She's like, what y'all doing in my house? Weird. <laughs> it was so weird, dude. It's like, what is happening? I didn't like the attempted humor. Like, I felt like I looked. What I can't at- be with a beautiful black woman. I was like, what am I? <laughs> what am I watching? No, that was that was funny. It was funny to laugh at it, not with it though. <laughs> I, I felt like when that scene happened, I felt like you know how when you look away from a movie and you come back to it and something's completely different happening. Yeah, that was yeah. exactly the part. I, yeah. I felt like that's what happened. I'm like, wait, did I miss something? What is going on? There were some oddly placed comedic moments. Yeah, there were. Well, how'd y'all feel about the the power aspect of it? Um, so I misunderstood it from the trailer. I thought, or even like from from the beginning of the movie, the, I didn't the beginning of the movie messed it up for sure. I thought that you take the pill and you get a random power every time. Me too. That's what I thought too. And then you find out that's not the case. You take the pill and you get the same power, whatever is you're born with or whatever, but you need the pill to unlock it, I guess. Um, well, even in... the... Go ahead. They didn't do the best job of explaining that in the beginning. Right. Well, cause they messed it up. So whenever, uh, I think it was just going to live it. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I was even before that. I your think boy. something happened where, uh, yeah, my boy, he, uh, somebody said, take the pill. And in five minutes, we're going to find out what's going to happen. And that's not how that works. <laughs> Like you right. take the pill and you instantly get the power. I have five minutes. Yeah, it's it's whenever. Yeah, you have five minutes with the power. But yeah, it was with those three uh, kids that tried to take, uh, mm-hmm. tried to fight Robin. So yeah, it's confusing. And, it and was I, very confusing. I guess it makes sense that uh, this is directed by the person who did Nerve because wasn't D- Machine Gun Kelly? In Machine Nerve Gun Kelly was in Nerve. Yep. At the end, <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. And I only know who Machine Gun Kelly is from Nerve. I don't know who that man is. Oh, I mean, you know, he'd be rapping. Does he? <laughs> yeah, he's he's got, he, got he, looks like, he looks like he's he looks he got like beef with Eminem. Of course he does. He looks like he got a SoundCloud. He's yeah, he probably Pete Davidson. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Um, I I thought so. Let's talk about the effects. I thought the effects were actually okay for a Netflix movie. Yeah, um, they're passable. Yeah, passable. Like they got they got kind I mean, of bad no. when the guy got huge and right. 
Uh, and I also thought the Invisible Man was really weird, and I didn't get it because he was supposed to be invisible. But like, but you can clearly him. see him. We clearly see him. <laughs> like, I think it's better audience. for like standing still. You know. Oh, okay. I, I think they it. went for a realistic camouflage approach. Mm. You know, because sure, sure, like sure. The, they they make it seem like these powers come from animals. You know, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. some of them don't. Like, how do? You, where's the fire bending? But anyway. Um, <laughs> um, they come from animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, Do we? But I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they walk the line between trying to make it like quote realistic superpowers, but then also being like cartoony, right? You know, right? And I don't think it was th- that was done that successfully because I think in different hands and with different creative team, you know, and writers and directors but with the same sort of gimmick i think this movie could have been really good actually yeah not that not that it's, it's okay. bad it's it's fine no, it's a good movie it's it's a good action movie you know it's a good it's, entertaining it's a, movie yeah and it's perfect for now you know and, and, yeah. right most definitely uh, now i don't think i will ever watch this movie again but these are not my types of movies i don't like mindless action movies are not like my thing at all um yeah i wouldn't watch this movie again there's nothing like stand out for it you know it's like oh i need to watch this scene unless they make another one or something if they make a sequel oh i did want to point that out i was throughout the movie i had like this sinking feeling that we weren't going to get a resolution i did too and that there's going to be a sequel but so i'm like applaud the movie for giving us like a proper resolution and it not being open-ended really it's it is a little bit you know but it's not like Oh, you gotta watch the next one. Like I hate this it when is... these Netflix cheap movies count on a sequel. It bothers me so much. So <laughs> I really, I really liked that about it. I was very pleasantly surprised. And uh, did you like at the very end when they're in the truck and Robin's single comes on the radio? Was it produced yeah. and ready? When was all ready to go, son? <laughs> like, oh, MC Robin. Oh, okay. She she had it ready to go. What you did know is that time passed. See, they didn't do. Oh, it right. see, but they didn't do the little time card in the bottom. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. So right. I don't no. know. I mean, I just gotta assume. What um, was the Robin Batman Robin thing? I don't know. I don't. I don't exactly get what they were going for, other than just because he was like wearing black most of it, and she had like Robin collars on her hoodie. Well, like, her name's Robin. Her name's, and her Robin. name's Robin. She used yeah, to real so name. It's like Robin. Is that the whole thing that it's like a Batman Robin dynamic, and that's yeah, and you have Nightwing know. in the movie, so it makes it all makes sense. And Nightwing, <laughs> yeah, the Bat Family. She's Damien. That's fantastic. Um. So, do we? You want CGC this, or do we? Are we slabbing it, or do we want to just say? Uh, no, just watch. It. Watch or don't watch. Watch or oh, don't watch. Okay. Yeah. Um. I say watch it. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, I wouldn't say go watch Project Power, but you know, why not? If, it's an entertaining movie. I say watch if, it. If if you can only watch one movie in a week, maybe don't. But like, <laughs> if, you got, if you got time. If you're Everybody, like us and watch a lot of TV. What what was that, Ron? Everybody has a lot of time. It's COVID. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I got I, 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 I wish I did. I wish I, I did. Um but no, I mean, yeah, check it out. It's it's not the best movie and it's definitely not the worst movie we, we reviewed. It's one of the better ones we reviewed this year, for sure. It is definitely better than Tokyo Drift. Well, hundred percent. 
everything is better than Tokyo Drift. Hey, look, I'm just saying. Fast 2. Fast 2 is All right. Whoa. <laughs> is Project <laughs> 2 better than, is Project Power better than Fast 2, Dylan? Yes. I agree. Oh, no. no is this an Oscar nominee at this point? Yes. Yes. I mean, actually, for best effects, probably. <laughs> I mean, what else we got? Sonic? Best oh, lead actor? Uh, best supporting best actor, supporting. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon oh, no, I would say for Dominique Fishback. No, take out the one white person. That's what they would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, yeah, yeah, we need to nominate Kevin Costner for Hidden Figures. Did, did he get nominated for that? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> anyway... Um, yeah, if you have a Netflix sub, th- this isn't going to sell any Netflix subs. But if you if you have one, sure. Which is, is it better than Bright? I didn't see Bright. Yes, it's better than Bright. That is for well, sure. It's way better than Bright. I it think. looks better than Bright. Bright looked like it was terrible. <laughs> no, Bright's good. It's just not that good. Dylan, is Bright good? No. <laughs> Ron knows it too. It's like the Oreo thing. <laughs> It he sounds like he just, watch Bright. He just wants he just wants to commit. Dylan, to it. how how did how did we get away with never reviewing Bright with it being such a contentious? Episode? I have no clue how that happened. We'll do it when the no next clue. one comes out, right? They're doing some stupid sequel or something. No, nope. yeah, they're definitely doing a sequel. I mean, they're probably not. It's they... got orcs and stuff, right? And trolls or what is it? Yeah, it's yeah, like D&D. You'd love it. Oh my god! <laughs> run it, run it into the ground. Um, I might be yeah. sick that day. Ooh, when we do part that. two of the Will Smith review, we'll we'll uh... oh god. When we do the the next, hey, Will I never Smith got Will mine. Review. Michael and I never did ours. We never, we never did our retrospectives. I'm talking about far future stuff. All right. Well, so okay, okay well, but you're well, you're skipping us. I know the show's saying. been. I'm not skipping nobody. This episode's <laughs> gone on a little bit long, but Dylan, like, so the question is, with your retrospective that you get to get to choose, do you do something for payback or something for quality? Well, payback for what? People like Will Pay- Smith. Payback. No, payback against Ron. Stanley Kubrick. Making me do. No. We're doing Stanley Kubrick and we're watching Spartacus and we're watching Barry Lyndon. Who doesn't like Will Smith? Tell me. Um, What would I do that would Ron would not appreciate? Torturous. I, I Hillary want, Duff? Oh, God. I love Hillary. Dang it. I, I, I don't want, know. I'll think about it. No, what I want to do is I want to make us review Satantango. The, the black and white uh, Hungarian movie that's seven and a half hours. That would that, that would do it. It's ha- it has to be some like super old black and white. Nineteen ninety six subtitles. Seven. Watch it on four X. Watch it on four X. Nah, son. <laughs> um. But anyway. Oh, uh, no, you, I want Ron. I'm. I'm gonna. We're gonna watch it together in person. We'll just you know come over and come through. Stanley Kubrick would be the one. It'd be yes. the one that kills me. Yeah, that would be the one. We could. That'd be the one that kills me. Actually, we gotta make Ron watch Barry Lyndon. I hate it. If you hated 2001, ooh, oh, you're gonna hate Barry. Yeah, I, think we, no. I think Ron would hate Woody Allen. He would. Not that we would do that because he's fully canceled, but Ron would hate that type of humor. I think. Uh, I don't know. I've seen Woody, Woody Allen movies. Some of his movies, I think, what are pretty seen? mainstream. Like, I, hold on. Like Midnight hold on. Midnight in Paris is pretty palatable for most people. I think there's ones that aren't though. Yeah, for sure. Like the old ones. We can watch a rainy day in New York. Like Annie, like you think Ron's gonna like Annie Hall? He might actually. It yeah, could he go might. either way. Chinatown? We're saying he Not wouldn't, Chinatown, so he would. Manhattan. I hate, I hate Manhattan. Anyway, 
Um, I'm right. I've seen none. Movies. movies that we've seen. Uh, <laughs> I've seen none. <laughs> right. We're not doing that. So yeah, no, we're not doing a Woody Allen show. Don't worry. Um, anyway, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, I, I think we all say go check out Power uh, with yeah. various levels of enthusiasm, but go check it out because you have a Netflix subscription. What are you doing with it? Go watch Project Power. You got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. We really appreciate all your support. Later, guys. This is Ron. This is Dylan. And this is Michael. We'll see you next time. <laughs>